Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America, and welcome to the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. We're the show. Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We have a special edition today of the Intel Report with my broadcast partner, former DHS supervisor, military contractor, and combat marine, Doug Thornton. And we're going to be going through a number of things today. We're going to be talking about how we know the draft is coming and what the military is doing. And we're going to tell you a couple of things that are going on with that that is not being reported in the mainstream media. And Doug has the inside scoop. We're also going to be talking to you about civilian labor camps. Oh, yeah. Executive Order 13603, paragraphs 601, 602, 501, 502. And we'll also be talking to you about World War III and uh, domestic challenges, terrorism. Uh, this is where we're at. It sounds grim, but this is the America that we're now in. When we let the communists steal the 2020 election, and clearly it was stolen, this is what we got. We should have stood up and said no. Um, we should have had 50 million people at the Capitol. Well, I'm just telling you, that's what should have happened. Should they have trespassed? No. No. But there should have been such a show of numbers that Congress have been too intimidated to approve this election because they knew it was stolen. Anyone that has an IQ over room temperature knows that that election was stolen. And it was. And we're going to get into that here today on the Intel report. Um, also, too, I'm going to announce a new feature here on YouTube. I'm going to start giving periodic updates in one-minute shorts because I usually do about five reports a day, one of those being a live stream briefing. But news happens so fast right now that I can't do 10 or 12 major news items. There just isn't the time in the day. But if I reduce some of the items that are less voluminous into YouTube shorts, we're going to try to do that. You're going to want to check this out uh, because it's a way to keep abreast without really spending a lot of time. Um, and we're having really big difficulties over on YouTube. Uh, not sure how much longer we're going to stay there until we go to Rumble. Uh, the last three live streams I've tried to do have had tremendous interference um, and, and we're not covering the forbidden topics. You can't talk about election theft, vaccine injury. Uh, where is the science behind climate change? There is none. They just make declarative statements as if they're facts. So anyway, that's, we're going to, we're going to look at other alternatives and there is a new internet coming out that we need to talk about. Um, and that's an upcoming show with Chris Kitsy. Hey, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. And if you're not paying attention, the banks are really in trouble. The 11th largest bank, and we're going to do a story on that over on YouTube, is faltering to a high degree. And it's reaching up into the big five. Jamie Dimon sold off a million shares worth $150 million of his own bank. Never done that before. So these are the chest pains before the heart attack. And I don't want you to wake up one day and you're going to say, where's my money? And you have a 1929 moment, a bank holiday, and you can't get your money. Don't leave your retirement in the bank. Noble Gold can take care of this for you. Noble Gold can also help you diversify where you just leave operating capital in the bank. Let us help you. 
Let me send you a free information packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Or you can call 877-646-5347-877-646-5347. Now, on to the Intel report. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here on the Common Sense Show. We are the show that's bringing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we got a really grim report for you today. I'm, I've got a young adult son. You all have kids, grandkids, nephews, nieces, cousins who are affected by a potential draft. Uh, you know my position. I've been saying this is where the civil disobedience line starts. It's not our business to fight in other people's wars, even if they promulgate a false flag here to inflame the population, similar to what happened in Pearl Harbor when recruiting lines weren't needed and enlistment lines were around the block. Uh, do not allow your adult children to fight in other people's wars. You didn't raise them for this. And we're going to walk through with uh, Doug Thornton here on the Doug and Dave Intel Report. We're going to walk through the draft. And I'll be talking about some strategies to evade as Doug talks about some events. And there's some really disturbing events he just shared with me. Uh, Let me just say this preliminarily before we jump in. This economy is in the beginning stages of a full-fledged freefall. Um, this will force some people to the military just for employment reasons. And uh, I'll be covering that on our YouTube channel throughout the day. Uh, and you want to check that out. Shipping is in decline. Banking is in trouble. Commercial real estate's in full-fledged uh, freefall. Uh, it's all planned, people. This is the purpose of this administration is to destroy America, get us involved in wars we can't win. Uh, by overextending us, and we're going to take a look at uh, specific things that Doug was just sharing in our pre-air discussion in terms of how we know what we're saying is true. These are the dark days of America, but I will say this, Jesus will have his way if we summon him. And how do you summon the help of the Lord? Stop sinning, ask for forgiveness, and stop acting like a bunch of heathens, which we have way too much of in this country. We are indeed a nation under judgment. Can we reverse it? Yeah, in a moment. It's going to take a lot of us to do it. Doug, since I've been broadcasting since 2007, and since I've been writing since 2004, I don't think I've ever been as concerned about America as I am today. Well... You've been doing that since 2007. I was in Iraq in 2007. And here we are about to go full circle back into the Middle East again. You know, there's a, we were just reading, this is a message that's from the army um, within their uh, mortuary division. One of the things that you never really think about too much in terms of war and the impact of that. But um, according to this, they're getting... They're getting their service members within this large uh, mortuary division, which I can only imagine there's one in the Army. And uh, they're getting them ready for a potential mass casualty event Mm -hmm. due to a large-scale war. So, you know, here in Fort Worth, we have a place, um, 501 West Felix. It's a big FEMA place now. But it used to be in World War II where all the casualties, I believe World War I, if I'm correct, the Civil War, World War I, and World War II, all the casualties from war would be sent to this one location um, per the military. Is that just the KIAs or was it? It's not. Yeah, that's what, yeah. No, that's, that's our boys in caskets. Okay. Um and so this was like a main hub and then distribution center. And then they'd go out to their families or whatever. Um, and so it's not in play anymore. So I don't know where that place is. Uh, it may be Delaware. I think it may be Dover, Delaware, where that's where all of our KIAs are flown into. But, you know, for the army to say, hey, we need to get ready for a mass casualty event due to a large scale war. What the hell do you think they're talking about? They're talking about war. I mean, we're about to go to war. For Israel, um, you can be for Israel or against Israel, whatever, that's your opinion. Um, but 
we are about to go to war. We are going to most likely, I think, hit Yemen, Syria, um, parts of Iraq. Wouldn't be surprised if we flew by some certain parts of Afghanistan and said hello again. And it seems from there we're going to go to Iran. That's what it seems, man. It seems we're going to go to Iran. That's why, the old. Why, why wouldn't they cut the head off the snake and go right for Iran? Because you got to kill the proxies. Because currently, the way that you move mass amounts of troops is not by plane. It's not by plane. It's by vessel. Um, you can get small troop carriers. You can get small troop carriers. You can get um, some equipment via the the dropping off from an airplane or landing the airplane. But for the most part, it's going to be by vessel. It's going to be by vessel. And we already have plenty of bases in these areas. We've got one in Turkey, one in Iraq. Um, I think one or two within Africa that's within distance that could resupply. Then you have Europe Command in Italy. They could resupply. Um, uh, Qatar. We have. I think we still have a base in Qatar. So it's not like we're we're lack of wanting for bases in the area, but for the large amount of infantry troops and mechanized troops that will be needed for this type of warfare. Uh, you you got to have also a lot of logistics. So people got to feed them. People got to fix equipment. You know, one um, percent of the military gets brought in. And that's that's the gunfighters. That's what I used to do. And then 95% of the military comes in, and that's the entire support mission for the infantry movement. What's that ratio? I, I know in World War One the ratio of support to combat was 6 to 1. What is it currently? Uh, it, it's probably like a – currently, I'd say it's probably close to like an 8 to 1. Because you got a lot of stuff that's going on now within the intelligence communities. So they have joined this fight, too. Hey, Doug, I want to back you up just for a second here, because uh, people are going to want to go fact check this, because this is very concerning. Give the um, organizations inside the military that are mobilizing to handle mass casualties. Okay, so this is the this is an email from... Michelle L. Schomburg, Colonel, uh, Chief Casualty and Mortuary Affairs Operations Division. Um, and it's just a forward email that I got sent. Uh, it says for guidance, first lieutenants, all warrant officers and staff sergeants are now el- eligible to attend CNOCAO training, receive certification. I don't really know what any of those terminologies mean. Um, This was sent out November 1st. It says, CAC actions. Ensure the commands in your area are aware of this and stress the importance of selecting the correct soldier to attend the training. Um, This will allow for a larger population of trained CNOs and CAOs in the event of a large-scale combat operation or mass casualty event. So, you know, uh, could it just be training? Possibly. You know, the, get the, the troops. Ti- the, timing is, the timing is too suspect. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, training is ongoing. Training is, is constant. And you do pre-deployment trainings. So this could be the need to speed up people for pre-deployment uh, trainings, but they're including people into the ranks for these positions that typically are not in there to fill voids that they can see being needed in the future. Yeah. These, so these positions would be lightly staffed if peace was anticipated, but when war is anticipated, this is why the training, did you get any idea from the numbers? I mean, let me give you an example. We know the draft is coming because they pulled 800 soldiers out of other duties to train them in Kentucky to be draft administrators. Now, actually, what they're saying is recruitment administrators, but I'm not stupid. It's draft administrators. And every military person I've talked to said the same thing. Do we have any numbers of people that they're pulling out here? No, I'm not, not, not any okay. that I'm getting. 
All right. So in, in terms of the, uh, of the draft and all that, I've been, I've been looking a lot within social media and I've had a bunch of stuff sent to me and the overall response to the draft is negative, right? I don't know who wants the draft, but the overall response is very negative as in, um, Kiss my ass, I'm not going, is the most common theme. That's a quote. That's not me trying to be facetious or anything. That's that's the common theme that I'm seeing on Twitter, Instagram, on uh, all these different channels, on social media platforms. Um, when you surf the tube and you look up stuff, I mean, the, the information is there. And you know who the average person saying, I'm not going to the draft is? Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z mm-hmm. leftists, leftists though. No, I know, I know. I hear you. Leftists. I hear you. Defund the military, defund the police, and I ain't going to the draft. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, Black you. Lives Matter. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BuryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Matter, Antifa, down with the patriarchy, down with the racist constitutional people and their stupid guns and and their their imaginary God that they pray to. And then all of a sudden, uh, our guy's in power. I remember when they said Biden was going to get in power. Uh, Antifa was telling me and my boys that we're going to hang you from the lamp poles, from the street lights. But yeah, good luck with that one, lady. Um, now, their government, Dave, that they wanted, they wanted I, this. I know, I know. You wanted inclusion. Congratulations. Inclusion <laughs> is coming. Here's your equity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Bullets, <laughs> bullets don't care about your pronouns, buddy. 
They they oh. don't care about your <laughs> sensitive feelings. God forbid I was still in the Marine Corps right now, and any of these little punks got put underneath me. I'd make the life a living hell, and a living hell. See, and not only that, women, you're on the docket now. You're on the, the card to get drafted. Congratulations, feminists. You got what you wanted. Now, here's, here's your AR or your M4, or whatever it is that they're going to issue you out, because I imagine at that point in time, we're probably going to run out of some guns because of the amount of bodies we're going to need. So, you know, here's your gun. Here's whatever outfit they give you. Go fight for your country. Go gonna, fight for your Twitter posts. I'm going to give you a... Uh... Yeah, the most common post I saw on social media from Gen Z was FJB, and we know what those initials stand for. Uh, the last two initials are JB, the other one I can't say on the public airwaves. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring out here is you had some reports earlier about the UN's going to be processing large numbers of immigrants coming into this country. And, and this dovetails into a report that I've been talking about to some of my sources is that they believe that if people are resistant to government policy, and I'm going to develop this idea just for a second here, that UN peacekeepers will be here to help make sure that people do their job. Uh, this mm-hmm. is one thing I'm getting uh, because the UN is now being embedded in certain things our government's doing. And I won't go into real detail here because it's too lengthy, but I will say this. In the result of, of an emergency Executive Order 13603, and people need to hear this. They go, well, I'm not of draft age. That doesn't matter. You need to hear what I'm going to tell you. Under Executive Order 13603, contained in sections like 501, 502, 601, 602, and I've covered this extensively on our website, what we know is they're going to have two drafts. The first draft will be selective service, the traditional way, only we're taking women like Doug just said. But in the second draft, it's done by the Department of Labor. And I have quoted many places publicly on the airwaves, in writing, what the document says. This is an Obama executive order that's still on the books, 13603. And and it says, we will recruit people of exceptional talent and employ their services as we see fit in a location that we want. And I'm paraphrasing when it says, and this will be done without compensation. That's a quote, Doug, without compensation. We're talking slave labor for non-draftees to the military. There's going to be a civilian draft that's not governed by any age. That means a husband could be going to one camp. A wife could be going to another camp. We're talking forced labor camps. People, if you don't believe me, Look it up, 13603, and Biden was the vice president when this came in, and I believe this was created for Hillary Clinton when we went to war in Syria against Russia, but that didn't materialize in 2014 like they wanted, so now they're going to apply it today. Doug, I'm telling you, I'm as serious as a heart attack that this is coming. Well, you know, there's there's another part of these drafts, and that's the conscription. So, with the first part of the roll call, you know, from letter A to G, you know, and, and these states, if you're born at this time of year, report to your recruiter, and they got your name. They've got your date of birth. They got your address. You're either going to beat feet and leave, and they'll pass you on by, or they're going to probably come and knock on your door. Uh, because there's going to be a buildup of time where they're still going to employ fear of incarceration for you to come into that draft. And and in this America right now, man, I don't see that working out very well for law enforcement, for the military, or for the people that are going to get drafted. Now, Four, 400 million guns. That's what you're talking about. Listen to this. I more than expect that me and other veterans like me who've been out for a long time, uh, that we are probably going to get recalled of some way, of some kind. Even if we got you know a high enough um, disability percentage, 
we're probably going to get recalled still, either for training cadre or for something, because you have to bring back knowledge of warfighters if you're going to teach new guys or if you're going to lead those guys. Um, and so anyone who's got the out, wokesters that are in the military now. Yep. Yeah, anyone who's got out, who is a, a officer, who's a sergeant major, you're already, if you're in a retirement from the DOD, you're already in a specialized division that can be recalled like at damn near any time. Isn't it five year? Is there a five year limit after you leave service? No, I got a buddy of mine who left service uh, probably well over 10 years ago. And when the Ukraine war started, he actually got a call from this certain battalion in the, in the army for retirees of enlisted and mm. officers and said, Hey, Joe, by the way, your name's on this list. And, and he was like, that's gotta be a mistake, man. I've been out for well over 10 years I'm in my freaking fifties. My body's beat up. What the heck do you expect me to do? He said, man, I don't know, but your name is on my roster. So even if that was a mistake in a time of war, a mistake may still be enforced. But you have you have the those first draftees, okay? Um, you know, this birthday, the beginning of the of letter of the alphabet for your name, go show up. And then you'll have the people who are gonna be forced into these labor camps. Um, just a quick FYI for many of the Gen Z and many of the millennials out there like me. Um, if you're a barista at, at Starbucks, if you went and got your bachelor's degree in gender studies, um, you're probably going to be handed an e-tool and told to fill sandbags or something else that is laborious if they did not put you within a infantry division. You're, you're, I mean, because you have no real skills, we don't need that in the military. What we need is to put your little hands at work or to put a gun in your hand. So that's your only two options. And people who are already in all these highly technical roles that are in the military, um, most likely they're not going to be needed for filling sandbags, for carrying bodies and body bags off of a battlefield. Those other people with very little skill sets, they'll be pulled to do that type of duty. But for... You know, I mean, guys that were professors, what do you think they'd call you back for? To teach, to train. I mean, that's, there, there's a void here that, that war has to fill as the attrition rate grows. People have to be backfilled. Special forces, special operations is going to get hit extraordinarily hard. And my hat's off to those guys every dang day of the day. Every day of the week, special operations is always in my prayers because the moment we get the word that that war is starting, they get taken from their families and they get separated and isolated. They can't see their families. Their families can't know anything except for the fact that they've gone into isolation and then their families will never know where they're going or what they're going to do or when they come back. Somewhere during that process, they'll get contacted and they'll be able to say, hey, I'm doing okay. Um, and so, you know, those families are under extraordinarily, extraordinarily extreme uh, distress at those point in time. And that's coming. The other part is conscription. Who would be conscripted? Who, I wonder, who's a free working force and or fighting force that gets fed Three square meals a day, for the most part, is actually in fairly good shape. Um, some technical skills, the willingness to most likely apply violence. Who am I speaking of? Could it be the largest prison population in the world that's in America? Conscripted. So what the Russians do, they they go straight to their to their prisons and say, Hey, if you want your sentence to be reduced, come fight for Wagner, Wagner group, right? The other part of that is going to be what will the role be for all the immigrants in this country, illegal immigrants in this country, when the war kicks off? Who do they replace? Do they replace all of us going to war? Or are they getting drafted and they're going to war? 
that that's a question i would love to ask some yeah you, you know what you're saying people. you're saying the immigrants are going to be the modern day version of rosie the riveter where they'll be in the factories they'll you know they'll be the doing the manual labor jobs women did when men went off to war in world war ii well that's how you got the the public education system that eight hours to ten hours a day of public education that everyone sends their kids to that's because of world war ii that's so daddy can go fight mommy can go build tanks in the factory or build bombs mm-hmm. and the government took care of the kids the government raised the kids the government sanctioned program that's why you have the department of education was created at that point in time i mean and we still have it. it's a horrifically failing um monstrosity but you know that life is still going to go on in this country when that war starts and when the draft starts the it, one's going to be in their bed and one is going to be taken one's going to be in the field and one is going to be taken not from the rapture but from the draft that's what will happen and let's talk about the resistance People are already softly resisting right now online, spreading all their ideologies, all of their thoughts about it. Yeah, but that's they, blustering, Doug. That's blustering. It I is. I don't give that a lot of credibility. No, but okay. Pinpoint. When do the fathers, when do the grandfathers, the family members come out and say, you're not taking this one? When does that start? Well, the older, yeah, I, I'd agree. Baby boomers. Older millennials will probably stand up in pretty large numbers. I would agree with that. But um, the draft is a really touchy thing. And this is, I'm telling you, here's what my gut tells me. We're going to have the domestic version of Hessians. Now, Hessians were German soldiers fighting for the British in World War II. And I believe we're going to be, we're going to have that in the form of UN peacekeepers and they're going to provide policing services in this country and doing the, shall I say, the manual act of going to conscript people. This is just my gut feeling. I don't have anything to base it on, but I'm thinking you got to find a labor force to enact these policies that people are going to resist against. Yeah. And, you know, we already have a, a, police state in this country that is highly questionable with their intentions at this point in time. (laughs) So, you know, and and being prior law enforcement, I love my law enforcement and I loved what I did, but I do not love what I see now or what I was starting to experience when I got out. You know, it's, um, when you militarize the police, and you can't tell the distinction from the police and the military. Somewhere along those lines, the police then can't tell the difference between the bad guy on the street and the everyday average citizen that are supposed to be protected. We, the people that they're supposed to protect. Because somewhere it was lost in translation within the certain administrations, certain agencies, and at, at almost every kind of uh, police academy that it's the people that the police need to be afraid of. We're the real wild card. I know I got, I got fed that speech. I never believed it. Um, but not everybody is an intelligent police officer either. So, you know, and well, um, look at what they've been recruiting for police and no offense because I support the police, but in some major metropolitan areas, they have tremendously lowered their standards. So the potential to get goons that will do just what they're told, regardless of the legality of the order, is probably increased. Uh, hey, man, at, at my prior job, I could I could uh, name names and point fingers at a few people that probably should be under an OIG investigation. What's OIG? Uh, Office of uh, Inspector General. Um, so, but and that's that's while I was at work, we had shady characters. But let me tell you something really shady is that in California, you can be an illegal immigrant yeah, and you can be a police officer. I said that to police state, police force. I said that when that was announced. Yep, so. They don't they don't know constitutional principles. They have no loyalty to a community. Um, you know, the thing is, is you get some policeman and he's born and raised in an area, he's a cop in that area, and you tell him to go do this to his neighbors, 
she's probably not going to do it. There's a yeah, there, there's a debate of morality. I know these people. I was raised with these people. I got to live around these dang people. I'm not going to go and and look like the tyrant in front of all these people. I'm already trying to beat that uh, that stipulation off of me. And you know, we then have to open the the bag of cats of militias because I think what's going to happen. And I'm totally in support of militias if they're done correctly, not if they're done in this wild, fruitless action of like. You know, militias are the only thing that America should have. Um, we're not 1776 anymore. We we need to evolve from that mindset. But militias and their sheriffs are going to play a strong point because when we go to war, and if anything happens in this country, like all these these fascinating conversations that Christopher Ray is having right now with Congress about. You know, uh, the potential for there being a, a high-scale mass casualty event vis-a-vis terror attack from people coming in from the border is at the highest rate we've ever seen in America due to the actions that's going on in Gaza. Yeah, Doug, uh, and, I, I want to bring something up before you go any further with this. This is such an important point. I'm getting reverberation back from your end on my sound here. You might want to turn that mic down a little bit. Um this is something I've talked about with various people, and I think you're absolutely right on the money with what you're saying. And this is a point that people need to realize. I'm trying to think of the best way to express this. Um, Christopher Ray has come out and named cities. I covered those cities uh, a couple days ago on YouTube. And then I turned around and said, this means nothing. I mean, okay, Tucson's on the list. So I'm a terrorist. Albuquerque's not on the list. Well, gee, they're waiting for me in Tucson, so I'm going to go hit Albuquerque. So the whole idea of publishing a list of cities and making it public, hey, this is coming, in terms of being a reaction to a problem that the federal government has created through open borders, this is a big psyop. What they're doing is trying to frighten people into thinking the government's going to protect them. And I want to make sure this point gets made in our discussion, Doug. No one publishes something like this, and they're really serious about it. This is all psychological manipulation, because it's stupid. If you have intel on your enemy, why would you publish it, Doug? You know that as well as I do. You know it better than I do. Well, the the problem, and you and I have been getting these emails and these contacts from people on the border. Yeah. yeah. Is that they're catching illegals um, who are Middle Eastern. They're being identified, and then their identif- their identity comes back as being on the terrorism watch list as an Islamic extremist, and they're not from America. They're coming from where? They're coming from an area most likely where there was a current war where Al-Qaeda is or where the Taliban is or the Houthi rebels are, or they're out there in Palestine. I mean, it's it's the known characters. And then that information is then pushed forward to the FBI. And from what I've heard is the FBI goes, uh-huh. Yeah. Who do you have? Muhammad, Muhammad, bin Muhammad. Yep. He's on our list. Let him go. And then border patrol sits there and goes, why are we letting a known terrorist go? Why are we not detaining this guy? Are you just going to let Embus 13 go when you catch him? Or are you just going to let, the known pedophiles and murderers go when you identify them too. Uh, and then to have the audacity to say, be expecting terror attacks. Uh, pardon my French, but um, no shit. Yeah. 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 It's going to happen because while you, you allowed gone, it to happen while you were gone out of the country to Peru. Um, Ted Cruz and John Cornyn and two other senators held a press conference. that did not make the mainstream media. This is incredible. Mainstream media totally ignored this, but it ended up on YouTube and it ended up on alternative media. Um, they were on night patrol with the border patrol and they had two encounters. One was involving sex traffickers. and They were really clear what was happening, that these men were not the fathers or the uncles of these girls, but they couldn't do anything about it. That's one thing. Set that aside to the point of our discussion about terrorism they actually caught terrorists crossing the border 
that were armed with IEDs. And Ted Cruz is openly saying this on camera. He asked the Border Patrol, aren't you going to arrest them for terrorism? No, we're under orders from the Biden administration to release them. And that's what they did. See, this is why I say the Biden administration's mission is to take this country down. I mean, who in God's earth could even say this is normal behavior? It's just an honest mistake. It's not. It's treason. We already had before this fiasco at the border recently, we already had a large amount of terrorists in this country, of extremists in this country. The Biden administration named it, didn't they? Yes. It's mainly us, right? Um, are we still the main point of concern or is it those who are actually the extremists who actually want to kill people? Are they now the main point of concern? Yeah. I hear I, no, no, no. Let me, let me, let me play devil's advocate. When push comes to shove and we're losing continuity of government and you have what they claim to be our bad actors, pot stirs like Owen Schroyer, like Tucker Carlson, like Alex Jones, Glenn Beck, yourself, maybe even me. Do they come get us then? Because they have to silence the ability because there's an interesting thing that's been proposed to Biden. Maybe you've heard of this. The ability for the SEC to have complete and utter control of the Internet. Complete and utter control of what goes on the Internet, who can view the Internet, what Internet companies uh, can distro out to different areas. They want absolute total spectrum dominance of the Internet, which is the most advanced and most consistent form of communications for people worldwide, more than cell phones. There's been a development there, too. Uh, and I, I believe this transpired while you, again, when you were in Peru. Um, Biden has partnered with the U.N., and the U.N. announced about a month ago, and I covered it, that uh, they plan to fully take over the Internet and decide what is misinformation, disinformation. And Biden has given them the uh, Internet codes. That was done last year, the the codes part. Now, more to the current history, even the liberal FCC chair came out last week and said, we are not in agreement with Biden's Internet plan of takeover. So there's here you have a liberal appointed by Biden okay, saying, we're not going to do this. She's the head of the FCC now. She's the commissioner. Um, I'm telling you. They're not going to be happy until they have control over everything. Uh, in Europe, that control that you're alluding to is this far away from being reality. I mean, they've yeah. already sent Elon Musk. This is about a month ago. Sent Elon Musk uh, uh, respond to a claim order that you're violating misinformation and disinformation policies of the EU uh, as a precursor to you being fined for your activities with X, i.e. Twitter. So it's already started in Europe. In this country, it's 30 seconds to midnight. Yeah, uh, command and control, right? So before you take down the infrastructure of a military, you got to take down the infrastructure of the military uh, in general, being um, the the power, the communications, the roads, access routes. Um, even to the point of how they're generating resources and money, like with Iran, the oil. So here in America, we've already killed our oil, right? Um, you're not going to stop transportation. People are just, they're going to keep moving no matter what. So you got to just kind of take the winds as you get them. But you stop the communications in general, and it's a mini EMP. It's lights out, no communications, even with the lights on, unless you got certain radio uh, capabilities, you know, shortwave radio, ham radio, so that you can actually communicate. And who's to say that they, you know, they can't jam that? 
Who's to say that they can't monitor all that? They probably are, and they probably will try if it's if it's necessary. Um, we are going to revert back, I believe, in a lot of ways to the 1700, 1800s and the way that we did communications by letters, by passcodes, um, by riddles and rhymes. Committees of correspondence. Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. um, who was it? The mechanics. Wasn't it? Wasn't that uh, Thomas Jefferson who did that? Yeah. Created the, created yeah the that, that arose out of the committees of correspondence. And, and for people that don't know the historical reference, um, the British had imposed martial law in Boston because of the Boston Tea Party and the Boston Massacre. And, and so the colonies wanted to communicate with each other and the British were interfering. And so they developed these committees of correspondence and it was kind of the precursor of the Pony Express. Mm-hmm. And, and they would uh, move messages that were coded much like what you're saying. And this is what we're going to be looking at because they're going to take away electronic communication. But here's the problem, Doug, with all the surveillance that's going into society. Okay. Um, let's say that you're communicating with someone in the backyard away from your devices. Your phones are in the house, but you don't know what neighbor security devices are, and they may not be able to hear you, but they can read your lips. This is the problem with in-person communication now. You can't be sure wherever you're at that your communication is not being monitored. It can be monitored from satellite, too. So... Here's where I'm going to poke that bubble a little bit. Not to say that it can't happen, but that's so much resources that it needs to take to monitor and observe. I'm just AI, going to use, Doug, it's use my area. Well, it's all, it's I'm all just, AI. I'm just going to use my area right here. All right. I'm in a, I'm in, you know, cattleman's area and every house here has the internet, right? Every house here has a cell phone in it and the internet in it. And most houses have some sort of smart security. I have that. And so the ability to to monitor and eavesdrop on every single one of them, is there a capability? Absolutely there is. Um, it doesn't really take much to do that. But who's going to monitor it? Couldn't they use AI? Absolutely. The, the problem is, do we have an AI that is active enough to do that? Maybe. Maybe not so much as reading lips, but reading faces. We already have that technology. It's in New York City. It's in Washington, D.C. It's being used in Chicago. And it is being used. uh, Which country is that? Guatemala. It is in Guatemala where all the MS-13 guys are coming from. And so um, you, you you have an infrastructure that's already created. So in order to employ it, I don't know what all it would take, but don't think that they won't go to every extreme of the letter in order for control because they will. Humans have proved throughout history that they will do whatever is needed for absolute total control. And they'll use fear. They'll use taxes. They'll use armed troops. Posse commentatus will be thrown out the window. They'll do whatever they have to. And I just, uh, I kind of wonder, like, when does that start? Because I've always said this, is that when World War III starts, there's probably going to be a simultaneous revolt, revolution, civil war here in America, uh, a multi-stage conflict. Most likely, that is staged within itself. Most likely, that conflict within itself is bad actors, government actors, who are paid to start that conflict so that the government can then go, oh, look, our country is in trouble. we got to employ some draconian measures now. And all of us sit back and go, yeah, okay. We all saw this coming. No one is shocked. And then the real fighting will occur. So once the real fighting occurs, that's when they, they break the glass and hit the emergency button, and then the UN comes. Mm-hmm. Because they'll be ready for that for those first little fires. They'll be ready for that for those first groups, the Antifas, the BLMs. What they're not ready for is for veterans. What they're not ready for is the good old boys with their deer deer rifles and the average everyday citizen who says, "I'm not doing this crap anymore." And they start to actually go against their governments because most likely 
very quickly, you'll see areas like, let's say Albuquerque. Albuquerque is, is an extraordinarily dangerous uh, city. It is a it is filled with gangs. It has a high crime rate. It's filled with the homeless. And most likely, there is more good old boys and veterans and people who care about this country that live there that just have to endure it than who actually support it. Those people will say, we're not dealing with this. We're going to clean the streets ourselves once and for all. And then we're going to patrol the streets like it's freaking Fallujah all over again. And they'll have order and they'll probably have like an established actual court that's doing the real thing. And it will reflect more of the constitution than the current state. And then you'll have the governors or then you'll have the president who'll say, we got a a rebellion going on in Albuquerque. Uh, We got to go there and we got to save it because the local government's calling out for us for help. Even though the local government was the problem, even though the local government was bought and paid for by George Soros, like people understand the formula now, Dave, it's just eventually there's going to be a necessity for people to let the hammer fall. And when it does, everything's on the table. Anything and everything that can happen is on the table. Yeah, it's going to spin out of control. I think there's no question. And uh, speaking of uh, New Mexico, Governor Lujan had that uh, controversial rule that you could not carry a gun out in public, even in your car. Even if it was uh, uh, you didn't have any bullets in the chamber, no clip in the gun, you couldn't do it. And so she's clearly signaling, and she is a Soros girl. There's no question. She's an open borders. She's a piece of work. Um, Got a couple of questions here. I wanted to go back to the war for a second. Our oil, uh, critical oil supplies are depleted. The reserves, you know, they're gone for the most part. We sold them to China. Thanks, Trader Joe. And then um, Biden shut down the six Alaskan pipelines. Um, Domestic oil is pretty much dead. The Gulf is still somewhat alive because one judge kept it alive, but I'm waiting for a Democratic judge in appellate court to overrule that. Uh, How are we going to fight a a multi-front war with no oil? Not for very long. Not for very long. Maybe... Maybe um, Ukraine can give us back all that oil and natural gas that we've been sending them to, for. You know, maybe, maybe that. Maybe all the yeah. artillery rounds and missiles that we can't make in the next five years and replenish if we come under attack. Maybe they can send that back to us. Right? That ain't gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. And it's funny because most of the stuff that we do sell, they will sell to China and then to Russia, and then Russia will repackage it and send it right back to them and resell it to them. And then resell our natural gas through India. You remember this, right? The liquid natural gas that came from America got sold somehow to Russia. And then Russia repackaged it and sold it to India. And India sold it back to us. That is washing of money if I've ever seen it. Um, So what were they laundering? Who knows? Money, drugs, kids, trafficking, drugs, yeah. weapons, um, anything, anything. We are our politicians are more of a reflection of Russian oligarchs than they are of the founding fathers. So I don't trust, but maybe three, four. And trust is a long extension when I'm talking about a politician. Um, there's a few of them that I'll say, no, I'll give them a shot, but I'm going to observe and monitor. Now, how far can we fight? Let's let's talk about this fight. The military is on its own. Law enforcement can only go as long, along with the ambulances, along with the firefighters, and along with anything that's running on a generator, diesel gen- uh diesel gas or liquid natural gas like hospitals or, or maybe, you know, like a grocery store. That's if the grid is up. I assume that's if the grid's down, the grid's up, uh, who knows, but eventually you do run out of fuel. So whenever first responders run out of fuel, 
Who comes to save you? When doctors run out of fuel, who is standing by at the hospitals? Are they taking horse and buggy? Are they riding motorcycles? Doug, it's by design. When I've looked into the smart cities concept, uh, I'll back up. I'll say it this way. If I were to build an office building today, I would have to go through nine federal agencies to make sure I'm ADA compliant with people with disabilities, handicaps, and so forth. And I'd have to have multiple, yeah, I'd have to have multiple expectations put on me by federal, state, and local authorities. But in the smart cities concept, they have a lot of detail, but you know what they've left out? Elderly and handicapped accommodations because they don't plan on having any. Well, Hitler. And uh, all of his madness, some of the first people that they went after and the term for mass killing of people is called liquidation. They went after anyone who didn't look like them. Anyone with a deformity, you're gone. You had a blood disorder, you're gone. You were born with a flipper. Yep, you and the flipper are gone. You know, um, if if you did not fit into that, that, you know, trying to fit a, a square peg into a round peg hole, if you didn't fit their perception of what an Aryan was, you were gone. You went to the concentration camps. Christians, you're gone. If you if your Jesus doesn't line up with my Jesus, you're gone. Um, you know, in the in these little 15 minute cities. Do they got places of worship? If so, what are the places of worship? Is it a mosque and a Catholic church and then uh, uh, a temple? Is there room for any other denomination? You know, I, I don't, I agree with you that when things break down, they are working on, have been working on, and have planned very unique ideas of how to take a city of people and divide it into one big pizza with multiple slices because it's for control. The uh, The problem from there, Dave, and maybe you can um, shed some light on this, is how do you control the movement of the people? Well, the bottom, the common denominator, you've already hit on it. It's control, which can be achieved in a number of ways. Uh, the divide and conquer aspect that's permeated our politics for the last few years was, uh, well, the government needs to step in and stop this. They create the problem and then they provide the solution to get the outcome that they want. And I think that's probably the most common strategy that's used to obtain control. But you look at, okay, so what's the biggest threat in America today, according to Christopher Ray? It's domestic terrorism. Well, what caused domestic terrorism? Open borders, no security, releasing people with IEDs coming into the country. Okay, so who's to blame? Well, the federal government. But what do they get out of it? Well, they're going to get to have all these uh, events across the country. They don't have to do false flags. They got plausible deniability, and yet they get to employ martial law to get the control they want over the people. That's what I think. The answer. It's a long answer to your question, but I think that's it. Hey, we are flat out of time. Um, in thirty seconds, tell people how they can follow your work with American Vindicta. Oh, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Rumble, American Vindicta Show. Uh, sometimes I show up on the Rumble search engine. Sometimes I don't. And uh, gsradio.net, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time frame, and thecommonsenseshow.com.tv. Very good. Well, Doug, we've kind of laid out the problems. Ladies and gentlemen, you got the roadmap. This is what Doug has been telling you is what a lot of what I've been reporting on and other people. Um, you know, I, I think when 100 people tell you that you're drunk, you got to listen. And what I mean by drunk is I mean ignorant. And there's people that don't want to accept this new reality. This is where we're at. And I'll tell you, maybe it's time to get off the couch and start doing something. Doug, thanks. And everybody else, we'll catch you back here next time. This is Dave Hodges signing off for my partner, Doug Thornton, on the Doug and Dave Intel Report brought to you by The Common Sense Show. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.